0: Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome to 1111
1: Talk Radio. Our inspiration, our creativity is always divinely inspired. It pours through us and expresses through us in many different ways, and the key is to learn how to combine and intertwine that spirituality and that humanness. Visionary art that speaks to the soul and reflects the majesty of being alive is what Michael Aubrey is all about. He discovers the power of being human. It's what inspires him to paint, and he is deeply passionate about integrating all aspects that have been hidden from himself and been judged as unworthy so that he may live in self-love in this body and on this earth. I'd like to welcome Michael Aubrey to Eleven Eleven Talk Radio. I'm so excited to have you on.
2: Oh, thank you very much, Simone. I'm very grateful and honored to be on.
1: Well, I'm I'm one of your your big fans because when I look at your work, it really just I feel it. It inspires me. It is otherworldly as well as this world. It's it's very etheric and to get to a place where you can paint like this and where you can sense like this and you can channel through like this, you must have had quite a journey to get to this point.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: What would bring an individual to be able to be so inspired to create the types of works that literally inspire so many of the senses?
2: Well, for me, it was really my what it me to bring forth this work now is getting in touch with all the aspects of myself, and specifically the parts that I was using as separation and the different aspects that I was judging as being unworthy that really fueled me into knowing and feeling in my body who and where I really am, and to then be inspired to put that onto canvas and just as a reflection, a very clear, a very direct reflection of what I am and the feelings and that divine really ecstasy that uh, has been coming forth.
1: Now, you regard each of your paintings as a prayer. It's been written, it's a prayer, a portal, a transmission, a temple for the viewer to enter into and receive whatever aspects of them that they desire. But we very much are viewing your temple as we see this work and when when you have to get ready and prepare to do this sort of this sort of painting, do you have a sort of process? uh Do you have to go into meditation? Is it something that just comes naturally uh It's actually very different for each painting. Um, whatever I'm basically called to do
2: in preparation for each individual painting is you know what I do sometimes it is meditation
1: uh, a lot of times
2: it's just visioning and that's really going within and pretty much painting it in my mind's eye and feeling all the different vibrations that are to come through and how it formulates. But also, a lot of the times, even when I do that,
1: when I'll begin a painting, sometimes I won't even
2: know exactly what the formation will be until I actually start
1: putting the pencil
2: to the canvas and just pretty much watch it unfold. A lot of it is this intuitive energy coming through and symbols that I don't even necessarily have a recognition for or for a meaning in the moment. Uh, that sometimes will not come until later, and sometimes it won't come at all, actually. It's just really, for me, the most important thing is the feeling and the vibration of what I'm experiencing and doing my absolute best to represent that energy and that vibration on canvases in the most
1: direct way possible. Now, have you always been an artist? Did you grow up drawing, painting? Have you always had this talent
2: uh yes, I've I've always uh grew up drawing. I remember when I was young I would just I drew a lot of animals and owls for a,
1: a big phase
2: of my childhood was my favorite thing to draw.
1: The the images that come through this uh like I said they're very otherworldly, uh, very universal when you see them. And to have that sort of perspective to be able to paint you must have had a pretty open background when it comes to spirituality.
2: Uh, yes, I have. It's, uh, it developed when I was pretty young and just opening up to myself and starting to uh, have reflections of myself that reminded me of who and what I really am and the fact that I can create my world and I do create my world and I always have. And
1: just opening up to
2: myself, getting in touch with feelings, emotions, and just that, that journey uh, has opened me up into a multidimensionality, and that the different, different multidimensionality is really what brought through kind of the, I would say, the otherworldliness that is right here in my body, you know, all the time.
1: And it's always right
2: here with us. It's just having different access points, different doorways through the specific situations and circumstances of our lives that really that are always there, like this core gift that is always waiting for us receive it and recognize it which opens us up to I feel these otherworldly other dimensional realms that are very much who we really are
1: and like you're saying it's so much a part of us yet we tend to see that as separate we're so used to seeing our humanness and seeing it just uh, where we are that we don't necessarily step into the fact that we are one with it and it is one with us and it's really this intermingling and this dance that has to occur. And and one of your pieces is called Surrender. it's, It's that, so to speak, that has to occur so that we know that completeness.
2: Yes, absolutely. It is completely surrendering who and what we think we are, who and what we've been
1: told we
2: are or should be,
1: Letting all that go into
2: the unknown of of the depths where we truly find ourselves and then open up to all these other realms that we didn't even know existed previously.
1: And a lot of that has to come from a a truth or a a very much of a transparency with oneself. And you're very open about how you want to truly go to the depths of your being and, and recognize both the depths and the heights. And, and how you were willing to, to go to those places of pain. Talk a little bit about uh, what that separateness felt like and how you worked through that. How did you get to this place where you were creating things like the Light 7 series?
2: Well, specifically
1: in the Light
2: 7 series, I created pretty much a, an, a cave with myself. I really went inside this really solitary place
1: to create them.
2: And the feeling of that, things that were invoked, that were triggered, of the, my belief in separation that I was holding within myself, the separation between being human and being a spiritual being, uh, you know, as if they're two separate things, and the judgment specifically of being physical and that it's uh, a lowly type of existence that needs to be improved upon and needs to be improved and, and heightened to this uh, ascension type of a state. The pain and the excruciating agony, honestly, uh, that I felt during that
1: period of doing those
2: paintings, and specifically when I was working on the root chakra, that really sent me into the place of knowing and feeling the truth, the core of my inherent birthright and my worthiness, um, feeling into all those different layers you know, to get to that place. I was very treacherous to, you know, navigate through and absolutely fulfilling to feel into and to move into and, and to embrace.
1: And in this pain, is it something that you became conscious of? Is it something that you physically felt or... Um, and the reason I'm asking this question is because there's so many people that kind of walk around and, and feel like, well, you know, life is part, a part of pain and my life's okay, but they don't really want to recognize where the areas are that they may want to go to, to evolve. And so to to get to that place and, and understand what the pain is and where it came from, were you conscious? Did you feel it? I uh, absolutely felt the pain, yes. Different circumstances, different situations
2: the pain that, you know, I had believed were telling me of my work. And it was specifically through feeling it that I got to know myself. It's like, you know, we're all feeling beings. And, you know, for the most part, I feel like there is a comfortability with our pain, with the limiting beliefs that we hold about ourselves. And like you said, like, oh, we're all right. It's, you know, things are going well. And there's so much more. The thing is I feel like we've been told in certain ways that the pain is actually telling us the truth of who and what we really are when the actually the pain is saying this is not who and what we really are, which is why the pain is there. So the pain and the fear really is, a, is our friend. And when we can really have that type of relationship with it in an intimate way, then it becomes a completely different experience. And it's now more of this separation between okay, well, if I'm feeling pain, that's my humanness. I don't feel that
1: being human is
2: not an inherent handicap. Uh, It's not any less than, you know. Like if we were, if we would leave our humanness to its own devices, you know, it would just destroy itself. You know, thank God for the spirituality. The spirituality is the humanity in itself. In its most glorified form, I feel, like the soul's, greatest accomplishment is physicality, is this human experience, and it's completely deeply worthy. We are infinitely precious
1: beyond anything we can imagine. Oh, absolutely, and and we do tend to judge our humanness. We, we tend to look in the mirror, and we tend to say things, or we tend to believe that we're not worthy in, in many areas, and that was one of the core issues that you spoke of is that unworthiness. And what I really liked about what you said was that we have to recognize that that pain is the gift. It is our friend. It is so necessary to embrace that. And and that is what you do through your work. You really continually try to evolve deeper and deeper. And that is why the work becomes more and more spirit-filled and heart-filled from what I see as I see you do different pieces.
2: It's really, for me, about really going into the origins of who we are that is expressing itself in every moment and really feeling into that original yes to even be human, to even be here on this planet. That yes that is constantly, in every moment, reverberating and voicing itself for us to be here and feeling that, going into an alignment with that complete full yes to be here. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I am worthy to be here.
1: My proof, my 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 existence is proof of
2: my worthiness.
1: Most definitely, I'm here with Michael Aubrey, and he is excited about the power of being human and discovering the spirituality of his humanness. That is what inspires him to paint. He is deeply passionate about integrating all aspects that have been hidden from himself. And just as unworthy, we will be right back to speak a little bit more with Michael Aubrey
0: your online community for positive
1: change seventh wave network
3: we all want peace we all desire a more meaningful life we work hard to achieve these things but at what avail the key is authentic living with andrea matthews
0: do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life 11 111 22 33 444 people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication subscribe to 1111 magazine today www.1111mag.com 1111 magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich multi-sensory experience mom dad how long should i wait for you mom if i'm at soccer practice what if something happens will you come get me there's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack
1: mom if you're not home should
0: we go to the neighbor's house and some extremely good reasons why you should can you tell me Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council.
1: The new home for
0: visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
1: paint, but what comes out of it is extremely inviting, sensory, and inspiring, far more than just paint on a canvas. The exchange is an attunement of energies, a communing, using images of the human form, but also adding patterns of light, organic ethereal matter, star formations, and important symbols that are present in the anchor as it anchors and creates focal points of highly concentrated gateways of crystalline energy. Michael, The pieces that you make, one of the the series that I'm very familiar with is the Light 7 series. And I'd like to go into that because you talked about the root chakra and, and you doing some of your work. And the chakra system, the energy system, is so important for so many of us to understand and continue to do that work because it relates to our experiences of life. Will you go through a little bit about the Light 7 series and what was the inspiration behind that and what it's about? The
2: Light 7 series is a representation of each one of the energy centers. Uh, the, that Most of them being seven that we're mostly associated with.
1: And the inspiration was really to get in touch
2: with each one of the centers
1: as it relates to our birthright,
2: which each one represents a different birthright of our human existence. So they absolutely support us here being physical, even though they're in the subtle body. I represent each painting as a human form, and so they are portraits showing a face, personifying basically each one of the energy centers, and so each
1: one had a different
2: message coming through. It has a different energy coming through the eyes pertaining specifically to that particular energy vibration that it's representing.
1: And each of the portraits you... you use the color that the particular chakra vibrates at, the symbol you have placed at the third eye point on each of the the paintings. And most definitely the eyes are very, very intriguing and intense in each of them.
2: Yes, the eyes are actually um, a very powerful part of the painting for me. Uh, all of it really was. But to really convey through energy, through the eye, which is what obviously we use to see ourselves and to see our world, I thought was a very proper way. Gateway into the soul. Absolutely.
1: And as you were doing this set of seven uh, chakra series, the light seven series, each chakra vibrates to a certain issue, um, and and for our listeners, the root chakra has to do with trust, and the the sacral chakra has to do with relationships and creativity, and the the solar plexus has to do with power and will, and, and so on and so forth. Were you finding that you were facing those areas in your life or trying to clear issues in those particular areas when you were on that particular painting? Yes, absolutely.
2: Specifically with the root chakra,
1: you know, as I had mentioned, I was experiencing a
2: very deep pain based on my beliefs of the fact that being human is unworthy. So I believed. And so along with that, my core root physical needs were also being, not being met, like having experiencing severe financial deprivation. And all throughout what I was doing this year also didn't have a car. So that was really also reflected that sense of not being mobile and just that
1: the birthright just to
2: pretty much move around. And that, so all these different aspects pertain to each painting, you know, and I really became the experience of each energy center and all of the relief that I was holding around the core birthright and experiencing the various pain and, and at the same time an immense amount of joy and ecstasy as well you know, when I would move through, and it was really such a dance of between both vibrations, between both experiences, um, and the deep, intrinsic
1: joy that I was feeling really
2: fueled me to do each one of the paintings.
1: And that 's just it. We can have both. I mean, there can be the experience of both. I think you know part of our humanness is we we think there is going to be this or that or we just want one side of it, but we don 't realize that it's okay to have both things in the experience and be able to work through parts and experience the bliss and go back into the sadness and go back into the joy and and understand how to dance
2: absolutely.
1: It is the art of dancing you know with ourselves and our relationships
2: and all the different beliefs that we hold about ourselves, and completely moving about in and out, and
1: being okay with that
2: experience. And
1: And as you moved through each of the chakras and you completed those paintings, did you experience shifts in your life? Because you would have definitely cleared things in the internal landscape. So did your exterior manifestations change? Yes, absolutely, they did. Um, Several
2: months, I would say, or a few months after I completed the series, things did begin to open up for me. To financially, and actually started making more money than I ever had at that point, and so you know to experience that, and you know to move through my feelings of unworthiness, specifically about money, and not having my you know, finances and how much money I had in the bank to be dependent on my worth, was an ecstatic experience I mean, through financial freedom.
1: Sure, and and for something like, uh, for someone like an artist or a musician or a writer, so often we will lock ourselves into careers that are practical, yet our heart yearns for something else. And the fear is to move into that because of financial responsibility or even expectations of what other people think or most of all, the worthiness factor as to whether we think we can have what we really, really want. And so how did you move through the fears of of going from the more practical side of life to saying this is something I have to do, I need to do for me.
2: It was really, honest on some level, of it didn't even feel like a choice. The amount of passion that I was feeling to do the paintings and to create them, to express the energy that I felt in my body that was desiring to come through and that was going to come through no matter what, that's what continued me to paint no matter what my circumstances were. And So
1: I didn't rely on whether I you
2: know had uh, the money or not, or even food in my stomach to actually get up and paint. It wasn't really um, so much about that. And at the same time, not having certain things in my reality absolutely fueled me into the painting as well.
1: Well, and it's so evident uh, when I look at your painting, Intrinsic, or even Earthshine. You you see this white ethereal energy that goes through it, this electric energy that is moving, even though the painting is sitting still in front of you, it it looks and appears as if everything is moving.
2: Yeah, that is really, for me, it's all about getting to the heart of the matter. In, in the paintings, there's, it's the light and the dark and the union of, of those two energies. And I feel like within that conveying that energy, what comes through is, is a lot of movement and is certainly a lot of different dimensions that can be perceived and that one can actually experience, you know, while they're in front of the painting, experience, you know, in their body and, you know, vibrationally, achieve, you know, what,
1: whatever their being
2: is calling forth mostly at that moment.
1: In the place that you are now after having completed the Life Seven series and you also have done another painting uh called Off the Mat Into the World, which was uh actually it was called Impact for the Off the Mat Into the World uh Manduka Yoga um, activism launch that Sean Korn had. There I'm sure have been very, very many changes. So now as opposed to who you were, do you still experience the pain and the bliss? Do you still go to those extreme depths and heights? Um, do, are you still dancing?
2: Absolutely. And actually, even even more deeper than ever, actually, I'm, I'm actually working on a second series of charcoal portraits. And so with this, I'm finding and experiencing similar experiences that I was experiencing in the first series. So, But it's going to a much deeper level. You know, we're all infinite and there's really no end to who we are. And so with my own personal exploration, you know, and moving through the chakra system and what that means to me, it is absolutely sending me to um, those depths of pain, heights of joy. And it's it's different, yet there's very much similar experiences.
1: Well, and I, I like what you're saying because so often we don't realize that as we go through our journey and we're experiencing the the valleys and the mountains, that we have to go through the layers of the onion. We're going to experience sadness many, many times. It's just going to be different degrees. And it seems as if through your creative expression, because that's an extension of you, that also acts like your layers of the onion to which you're going to dive deeper and deeper into Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it really
2: comes down to the state of
1: being. And, you know, our state of being is what creates matter, creates our
2: circumstances and situations. And when our circumstances and situations don't dictate how we feel about ourselves, you know, that, then it really doesn't matter what we're experiencing in a certain way. It's, you know, and there even may be pain and uh, situations that we would say we didn't want and uh experiencing deep disappointment in that and when that becomes okay because we know we're always found and we're always home and we've never left that home space that is infinite and eternal and ecstatic and i feel like there's an, an allowance and an ease even with the pain even with certain resistances we just be with those different parts of ourselves it's like they're really just asking for recognition asking to be loved by the love that we are in that unconditional space and the freedom of expression of all the different aspects, and specifically in this reality, the wide spectrum of experiences that is possible here and how beautiful and amazing that is. And I feel like the more we actually integrate
1: whatever is going on in every moment, we automatically
2: open up to even more possibilities
1: Well, and it's it's interesting because everything that we create, it really does hold our DNA. It does hold our essence because it literally is an extension or a string from us. And so we have to believe in it, first of all, so it it does manifest and really touch others in a certain way. I know creating 1111 Magazine... I had to do it for me first. It had to be something that sparked me and touched me and was beautiful to me. And it seems as if for you to do your work and your paintings, it has to be something that really sparks and touches you in such a deep, deep way. I am here with Michael Aubrey. His website is www.michaelaubrey.com and that is M-Y-K-A-L-A-U-B-R-Y www.michaelaubrey.com He is also doing a chakra meditation series called The Origins, Empowerment Through the Chakras and we'll talk a little bit more about that after this break. (laughs)
0: Be Extraordinary 7th Wave Network Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... of conscious choices 1111 magazine a daily staple for lifting the mindset discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living 1111 magazine order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com
3: Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours
0: listening on a higher dimension.
1: Seventh Wave Network.
0: You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh.
1: Fascinated by and deeply reverent of the electric, magnetic, and etheric energies of the human body, its psyche, and overall consciousness of both physical and non-physical reality. Michael Aubrey, a celebrated artist, has done some amazing work that obviously is not only channeled through him but expresses through him and he has some very interesting titles, such as 444, which I'd like to get into, especially since I'm such a numbers person with the 1111. I know that, for me, a lot of the numbers have to do with um, connection to the non-physical and to light beings, and to allow that communication to come through. Is this channel through you? Do you uh, have a sense of the light beings that are supporting you? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely.
2: each being basically that is representing each chakra,
1: is a separate
2: entity for myself coming from other dimensions and other star systems as well. When I first started doing, before I actually started doing the series, I did a small painting of a woman's face, And as I was doing that painting, I felt very strongly and it was a very new sensation for me that there was another entity
1: guiding me and directing
2: me in the painting. And so that continued to evolve as I moved into the Light 7 series. And In the beginning, I didn't necessarily realize what was happening and as it unfolded, I got more clear about the communication that was actually happening between me and each of the beings that is represented in the series, specifically like the names, uh, were all came to me in thought as I was doing each one of the paintings. And I would get a really strong, chill sensation throughout my body as a confirmation that that particular name that I was hearing and thought was actually the name of the being. And so there was a lot of amazing, wonderful, beyond words, experiences that I was uh, having be- between myself and these beings. So I recognize they're simply coming through and sharing and expressing their vibration through these paintings for you know, the purpose of really supporting us and supporting the earth in the direction that we've chosen to go and in integrating who and what we really are and actually feeling it in our bodies and on this earth.
1: And that is, those are very mystical experiences. And I think part of what happens is... is people have an openness to that uh, that they don't realize, but they don't trust them. They don't trust the tingling sensation on the body. They don't trust the thought that drops into the head or um, the message that shows up as a number or different ways that the universe tries to communicate with us. What allowed you to develop that trust that this is not just something that I'm making up, this is something that's actually happened and there is a communication that's going on?
2: For me, it was the feeling that I experienced you know,
1: in the
2: circumstances, and as I was getting certain sensations, it, it, that's what really supported me in trusting. And you know, trust is, is such such an important, essential uh, thing to have, and to be with ourselves, you know, and, and all of our feelings and all the different you know sensations that we feel in our body, and to really listen to them. There's such an intelligence within our beings that is always communicating to us in, in a myriad of different ways and to really validate the experience, like, for instance, this
1: experience of
2: each one of the chakras you know, and how that relates and how it translates in the body and just taking time just to be still, to breathe deeply, and to feel our bodies and be curious about these forms that, that we've created and the energies and the life force that they are
1: fused with. And, and part, of, part of getting some of those messages and connecting to the light beings, did that happen after you had gotten into a painting and you were really almost, you were one with the painting and you were just, you know, time was no object and you know food was non-existent, it just you were so into what you were doing that those messages started to come. Is that the place that it happened or did it happen at the end? Um, it actually happened before, during, and at the end. Well, okay. Yeah, it was
2: uh, before I would do each painting, I would just tune in to the entity, the energy that was to come through. And, and also I want to say, too, that
1: you know, as I, I
2: could say that these entities were channeled through me, really they're all aspects of myself, and really I'm simply channeling myself, You know, which we all do all the time in various circumstances. So it's just really allowing that energy to come through. But... Yes, there was a very, you know, a lot of different uh, exchanges between myself and these beings throughout each of the paintings, and they informed me specifically, like of their features, you know, the size of the lips and uh, the size of the eyes, and where to place certain things. It was all very much an, um, an exchange between myself and them, which is what created how they look.
1: Most definitely, and you, you said the word tune in and I would like to add to that also tune up because I find particularly being a writer that where my inspiration comes from, my messages come from is it's almost as if we have to tune up our vibrations to get to a place to hear it because these light beings and inspiration and all of the, the love, it's all very high vibrational frequency so we have to get ourselves into that place. We have to allow ourselves to feel good enough to uh, explore our creativity and explore where we want to go and say it's okay to feel that good. Yes, absolutely.
2: And it's completely about saying yes to
1: what feels good.
2: And I feel like the beginning point, the starting point, is every moment. You know, whatever is going on, whatever we're feeling, however much money we have or do not have in the bank or in our wallets, that is the doorway. And when we can really be with that, relate to that in a loving, compassionate, aware way, I feel like that's when automatically things begin to open up. And we, there's within compassion, within love, there is intrinsically this deep trust and knowing of who we are intrinsically. And so then that automatically opens up into more trust and then also risk being able to receive and to be able to hear more. But I feel like it all really begins right here, right now, as we are.
1: And that's how we continually vibe ourselves up we continue we continue to tune into where we're at, what we're feeling, we keep on going with it, we tune up, we vibe up and and that essence of love that that's the word that's the word you've continually used through the conversation is to really love what's going on, whether it's the sadness or whether it's the pain or whether it's the bliss or whether it's the painting uh, or whether it's the communication or the stillness to love where you're at yes,
2: yeah. and that's the doorway. Too more of who we are
1: and that's where we all want to go is to more of who we are isn't it
2: <laughs> absolutely
1: so what else is on the horizon with these this new set of chakras and what your explorations are um, are you discovering more parts of yourself are you are you gaining a, a greater connection to the light beings
2: uh, yes I am and the um, representation of the chakras this time is completely different. Um, it's geometric in nature, so it's a it's a different um, interface. And you know, at the same time, I feel like for me right now, it's pretty much letting go, and necessarily of the, the different aspects, in a, in a large degree, in terms of the paintings themselves and, and other beings, and really feeling into just simply who I am and all of my internal sort of personalities. Uh, and having that come through, and really feeling on a much deeper level going to pretty much you know a lot of the times really the edge of what I would say my existence and seeing how that feels and it it's uh it, experience has honestly been beyond words and um and I really even you know couldn't even fully express to you other than in a painting i feel uh but the experience was completely fulfilling, and uh everything I asked for honestly.
1: You know, I, unless a person goes to the website and really sees, they they wouldn't realize that you are very young. You are um, very young and very wise because to have the philosophies and the view of the world and of the universe that you do, for a lot of people it takes them years, decades to get there, if ever. And what do you attribute that to? Because it, it's very refreshing to feel Hear someone so grounded and so centered from acceptance, love, and surrender, because that's really what you're about. You're about accepting who you are, how you are, and loving that place.
2: I feel like there's honestly there's this energy within me that desires to express,
1: you know, certain
2: ideas and certain what I would call realities, and that's really what they are for me. And I really have. You know, that's, my, that's been my choice for this lifetime, of my, my certainly, uh, exploration. And uh, that's
1: my devotion,
2: honestly, to myself and to this earth. And uh, so, like, you also, whoever I come in contact with, like, that's what it's about, really getting into the heart of the matter and feeling into it and have the fun and the excitement of this life. You know, that we are embodied and we can move around and feel feel ourselves and feel each other and come in contact with other physical things and, and in the field the liquidity of our essence coming through at the same time, it's absolutely magnificent. And we are complete geniuses in this creation that we've created. And I'm deeply honored to be in this experience and just really embracing all of it in the existence before any purpose
1: before really any
2: desire, just the inherent existence of life. Well, and if, if
1: everyone had that viewpoint, this world would be a completely different place. What I really liked about what you said was you were deeply devoted to yourself, the earth, and other people. And what I found powerful about that was you put yourself first. Because I don't think people realize it has to be about them first. I think so many individuals are so busy looking in and driving other people's cars that they forget to drive their own. And... We have to go inside. We have to discover who we are. We have to express who we are. And when you're busy with yourself, you can't get caught up in all of the chaos and craziness that seems to be going on around you. And then all of a sudden, it does come from just that place of expression and love.
2: Yes, absolutely. We are our own beloved. Completely, 100%, whole and
1: we are our own beloved. The relationship of matter and ether as one whole infinite system is what Michael Aubrey paints about, talks about, and expresses as. Michael Aubrey's website is www.michaelaubrey.com. That is M Y K A L A U B R Y. M Y K A L A U B R Y. Definitely take a look at his website and see some of these amazing paintings. And we will be right back in just a few minutes.
0: 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine, order now at www.1111mag.com, 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension, 7th Wave Network.
1: It is poetry, a prayer, wisdom beyond common sense or knowledge. It is the essence of Michael Aubrey, www.michaelaubrey.com. He's devoted to himself, the earth, and others, but recognizes the importance of really diving into his creative expression to know himself as deeply as possible. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that, Michael, because I, I do think that's a strong point that people need to to really hear a few times to allow integration
2: Yes, it's. I feel it really is. We are our world. We are our universe, and it really all begins with us. And so for us to be really in alignment with our needs, to speak them, express them, because they're worthy, because we are worthy of being recognized by ourselves and to receive our own love. And it really is our own responsibility to express exactly what we came here to express and to really be in that passion And it's really up to no one else. You know, when that, I feel when we are in that immaculate self-love, so to speak, it automatically emanates out into the world, so we don't necessarily even have to think about what am I going to do for another. It becomes simply an extension, naturally, organically, of how we are already being with ourselves in
1: that loving, compassionate space. Well, that's just it. The physical diseases that are manifesting out there are really bigger manifestations of what initially starts. So if we're experiencing loneliness, it's because we're lonely with ourselves. If we're experiencing boredom, it's because we're bored with ourselves. Frustration, we're frustrated at ourselves. Or if we're in fear, it's really the fear of being who we really are. And so the first place to turn back to really is the self and to to understand that that's what we need to give the self that is calling from within.
2: Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's so essential, I feel, to listen to that call within, and really going within and really taking the time to tend to and nurture that, that need to really take care of ourselves and our energy bodies and our physical bodies and just to have space, you know, whatever space we feel, to really drop into that and listen and act in accordance with what we hear and the messages that we get. I feel like a lot of times we actually are afraid to act on what we hear because we are resistant to actually really taking in the power of who and what we really are and actually living it.
1: To get more connected to that place, I know for me meditation is a big part of my life, and and for you it is as well. You've you've mentioned that many times you'll go into stillness before starting some of your work. You have started a chakra meditation called Origins: Empowerment Through the Chakras process. So, um, what is that? And you know, is that's that's a good way to start to go within first?
2: Yes, absolutely. It really all began from the Light 7 series, that's how it was developed. And what the journey is, is starting at the crown chakra, which is at the tip of the head, and moving through the whole column of the chakra system down to the root. So it's really focusing on the downward current of energy flow to really assist and support our essence being embodied in our
1: our physical forms
2: And to really feel that in ourselves and also to have an intimate relationship with each of the energy centers. I feel like a lot of times they're kind of just relegated to some subtle realm, astral realm that's just kind of out there. And to really focus our attention, breath, and awareness on them, they love that.
1: And so they really
2: respond with an actual feeling or... to take that time to really go in. And so the origins, I feel that each energy center represents an origin of our being and a birthright of whom we really are. So it's getting into that core, infinite energy of ourselves that's always emanating and to have an intimate relationship with it.
1: And I find that the meditation and breath process is so important because a lot of people mistake that and think that's an act of doing, and they don't recognize that we are literally a vehicle. We are just like a car, and we need to have that lubricant of air funneling through us to help us keep moving, and we need to have that focus on the chakras so that those engines within us can keep churning, and that's what makes life feel more balanced, is, is to really know that we've got some level of control and power. And surrender all at the same time with what's moving through us. Absolutely, if we are always that choice, no matter what, and we are always completely
2: empowered, no matter what is happening. I, uh, even this, the, the ideas of like weakness, our greatest weakness is our greatest power. And to have that type of relationship with those feelings of deep, far-reaching separation is the most powerful place to be, because it's so activating and catapults us into actually feeling what we really are. So there really is, I feel, no such thing as even weakness. We are completely all-empowered, sovereign beings
1: that have chosen to be here
2: and are completely at choice in every moment while we are here on this earth.
1: We just choose to believe otherwise.
2: Absolutely, and that's the beauty of it as well, because we have the freedom to choose how we see ourselves, how we feel about ourselves in all the different aspects. And it's, I feel like, the, again, that's the power. I can really take that in. we are completely at choice with our feelings or circumstances. And the thing is, it's all okay. We are completely safe in who we are at the same time. There really is no danger of who and what we really are.
1: And, And the lightning bolt really is that any moment can be the moment. Any moment can be the moment of enlightenment. Any moment can be the moment of joy and bliss. Any moment can be the time where we decide to love ourselves enough.
2: Absolutely and we can always begin again in
1: every moment no matter what has happened because we're just we're given this endless do-over list we we can we can constantly do it over and it's okay as you were painting through these these series and and also connecting more with meditations through the chakras and has come up with all of this you Have you gained a a greater knowing as to how you create your reality? I know you came from that philosophy, but has there been a deeper knowing about it since then?
2: There's absolutely, I would say, a deeper knowing and at the same time letting go of how my previous kind of awareness of it at the same time. Um, It was really coming into a place, you know, specifically when I was doing the Light 7 series, of when things weren't manifesting the way they had so easily manifested in the past, in like my earlier years, and it was like, well, what's going wrong? You know, that's another typical kind of voice that we hear in ourselves when things don't happen the way we want them to. There's always like, well, what what went wrong? What did I do wrong?
1: Right, right. And
2: it's such an intrinsic, that we immediately go to that. And it's completely not about that at all, but it's so interesting, it's that deep-seated feeling and belief about ourselves
1: It's okay to achieve success and go right back into that place of, "Gosh, am I worthy of having this now?" It's it's all right to have that little back and forth dance. It's actually natural to to go into that so that we can step more fully into having more. Wouldn't you think?
2: Absolutely. And when we can, I feel let really let go of,
1: you know, certain statuses and certain
2: accomplishments, and not hold on to them, you know, because we want to keep having that feeling, keep having that sensation in this you know, amazing life. And then we, just, we completely open up to continue even more of who we are. But it is such an ever-changing experience that you know, every single day there's so many different experiences that, that we have, and from the ultimate pain to ultimate joy. And it's just really riding those waves and those currents and allowing the natural flow from one to the other, from one relationship to another, from one circumstance to the next.
1: Most definitely, and, and I find so often when people are trying to hold on to their success or hold on to the idea that I'm going to make it, they don't realize that they're affirming their lack in that moment. Rather than than affirming what they have and having gratitude for it, they're waiting for that thing that hasn't come yet, and it's just staying ever distant.
2: Right. Exactly. It's like we, we push it away
1: with that with that kind of idea, with that energy. Well, I want to thank you, Michael, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. As usual, I think... You are just a wonderful bit of inspiration for the world and very wisdom-filled. So thank you for being with us today.
2: Thank you so much. And next
1: week we have Esther Nicholson uh, with the CD Children Under the Sun, and we're going to explore her journey and a lot of what she's done. She's featured in the March-April issue of 1111 Magazine, which you can also uh, subscribe to at www.111mag.com. I look forward to talking to you next week.